God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. Thank you. 
We have come to bless your name tonight. Thank you for making us to see yet another night in your presence. We give you praise. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we have worshipped. Tonight, God has called it your own night of total victory. I don't know what situation seemed to have defeated you either too. Tonight, I see God granting you total victory. Amen. I'd like you to lift up your voice and begin to express your heart desire to him. What area of life do you desire total victory? Go ahead, begin to express it to him tonight. Victory over whatever situation of concern. Maybe you are faced with a court case, just like the testimony we had. Victory over death. Victory over sickness. Victory over immigration challenge. Victory over unemployment. Whatever situation, go ahead. Begin to express it to him right now. God does not miss words. He says what he means and he does what he says. Go ahead. He does not alter whatever it is that his mouth has spoken. He's called it your night of total victory. What area do you desire total victory? Is there a family challenge? Is there a generational cause? Total victory. Lord, do what you alone can do tonight. Visit us with your word of total victory. Let tonight mark an end to every form of defeat. Let your name be glorified. In the name of Jesus, do what you alone can do, Lord. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise for the privilege you have given to us to wait on you today for empowerment. Thank you for the total victory that awaits us tonight. We ask, O oh Lord, that you confirm your word in every life. In the name of Jesus, we pray, O oh Lord, that this night we answer to his name. And your name alone shall be glorified. Thank you, precious Father. We ask, O oh Lord, that as all eyes are looking unto you, you will meet everyone at their very point of name. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus as you take your seat in God's presence. It is my joy. To welcome you to this night of total victory and it's a special midweek communion service as well i trust god that god of heaven will meet you at the very point of your need in the name of jesus christ please get your communion materials ready as the word will be going forth and also tonight i like you to make a list of areas of your life, whether it's over your phone or over a sheet of paper, but make a list of areas where you desire total victory. I'm going to be speaking God's word and prophesying over that list before the end of this service. And I believe God that whatever situation that you desire victory over, the same God 
that resuscitated and brought back that, you know, our, that, that our, our member's father back to life after eight times of cardiac arrest in few hours. Eight times God brought him back to life. I decree whatever situation of concern in your life, God of heaven will intervene suddenly. In the name of Jesus Christ, every hopeless situation, God will grant you victory. I'm, I'm trusting God for somebody believing God for immigration breakthrough. This service will mark the end of that immigration challenge in the name of Jesus. God will give you total victory over that health concern in the name of Jesus. That growth that they told you is growing back. God of heaven will cut it off finally tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. So I'd like you to be expectant for what God is said to do and you will testify say with me i shall testify you shall testify amazing things god is doing in our midst one of us was sharing testimony this morning with us at the covenant hour of prayer if you are here to join covenant hour of prayer via zoom please go on our website you will see covenant hour of prayer tab there click on it it takes you straight to the zoom platform 6 a.m to 7 a.m every morning and one of us was sharing that he's been believing God for a breakthrough job since all these years. And he was right there this morning sharing testimony how God has answered his prayer. This season, you will undo the tangibility of answered prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, there's nothing like something you have been believing God for and it gets into your hand and you are living the dream, living the reality. God will surprise somebody under the sound of my voice, in the name of Jesus. And also amazing testimonies over the last weekend, Saturday, one of our ministers here, God bless him with the bouncing baby boy. Great things happening this season. And I pray, whatever you desire, the next three months before this year is over, I decree after the order of Obedidom, God will surprise you in the name of Jesus Christ. The prophetic focus for this month of September is godliness, is profitable unto all things. Can we echo that together? Godliness is profitable unto all things. And our anchor scripture has been from 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. Bodily exercise profited little, but he said godliness is profitable unto all things. Having the promise of the now, life that now is and that which is to come. And we began last week in the three days of fasting and prayer week of emphasis, looking at the teaching series, putting up a fight against the forces of ungodliness. Putting up a fight against the forces of ungodliness. So we looked at part one, two, three in the week of emphasis, and this is part four of that teaching series. And we've established that to live a godly life, we must be ready to put up a fight against all the things that divide. By way of introduction, we said godliness is the foundation for profitable living. Godliness is the foundation for profitable living. And what is godliness? A conscious departure from iniquity. A conscious departure from a life of sin and of ungodliness. What the Bible says 
in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19, he said, Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord standeth sure. I said, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 19. He said, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So a conscious departure from a life of sin and iniquity is what we call godliness. And godliness guarantees the best of adventure here on earth and eternity in the hereafter. So godliness does not just profit us now, it profits even in the life to come. And that is why it is what, whatever it will take. Whatever godliness will take, it is worth it. Whatever it will take, it is worth it. We must give it all it takes in our battle against the forces of iniquity. We must give it all it takes in our battle against whatever corrupts. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. It said, the mystery of iniquity is already at work. So whether you know it or not, the devil has released all his forces to fight believers who want to live a godly life. The easiest thing that anybody to can do is to live an ungodly life, just to do nothing, just to watch everything happen, just to watch your life as a believer just falling to the dictates of the enemy. But he says the mystery of iniquity is already at work. He said only he who now let it is or allow it will let until he be taken out of the way. So the devil is all out to take people out of the way. He's all out to remove believers from their place in destiny. But over you, the devil will not succeed in the name of Jesus Christ. So we must be ready to put up a fight because we are constantly in a spiritual battle against the forces of ungodliness. We are constantly in a spiritual battle. And that's one of the truths we must know about ungodliness. We are constantly in a spiritual battle. Whether you know it or not, there is a spiritual battle that is on. It's trying to stop us from living a godly life. That is why we must take responsibility. Say with me, I will take responsibility. Say one more time, say I will take responsibility. So we must take responsibility if we must live a godly life. You can't just do whatever you want. No, as a believer, we must live according to the dictates of the world. And we must take responsibility to live a godly life. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, he said we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling. You need to work it out. Work out your own salvation. You must work it out. Take responsibility. No, I refuse to be defiled. I refuse to let the enemy make a mess of my destiny. So it's important for us to know this truth in order to win this battle of over ungodliness. But we cannot fight and win until we understand the nature of the battle. Listen to this. The battle that you don't understand its nature, you can never win. You must understand the nature of the battle over ungodliness. If you don't understand the nature of this battle, you can never win. 
Romans chapter 7 and verse 15. Paul the apostle, this is Paul the great, sharing the challenges and the frustration that is going through. He said, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would have done, that I do not. But what I hate is what I find myself doing. What I have said, never again. This is what I find myself doing. Verse 16. And he goes on to tell us, If then I do what I would not, I consent unto the Lord that it is good. Verse 17, please. And he goes on to tell us, Now then, I'm not the one doing it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Talking about the spiritual dimension of the battle we are confronted with. There are strongholds, spiritual strongholds, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and from verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The dimension of the battle over ungodliness is a spiritual one. And that's why tonight we are going to be looking at how to walk in victory over sin. How to walk in total victory over sin. Because if you can walk in total victory over sin, you will walk in total victory over whatever issue of concern you may be confronted with. Because more often than not, it is sin that stops the blessing from flowing. And once the same question, once the same question can be handled, every other thing will begin to fall in place. Number one, we'll be looking at a few things that will help us to walk in total victory over sin. Number one, beware of the spirit of the world. Beware of the spirit of the world. First John chapter 2 and verse 16. First John chapter 2 and verse 16. In fact, if you start reading from verse 15, it said we should not love the world. Verse 15, please. First John chapter 2. It said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then verse 16 now tells us what is in the world. He said, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So these are the three dimensions of battles we are confronted with. And this, the total sum of it is called the spirit of the world, verse 17. And it says, verse 17 please. And it says, and the world passes away, the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of the Father is the one that we abide forever. So the sum total of the battles we are confronted with, which we call the spirit of the world, is lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. Anything that makes you crave after the things of the world is what will stop you from enjoying total victory. Examples abound in scripture. We saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12, it said we have not received the spirit of the world, 
The spirit we have is not the spirit of the world. He said, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. We have not received the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world is what makes you crave after what you see, what will satisfy the flesh, and pride, arrogance. These are the things that limit people from enjoying victory. Anything that makes spiritual arrogance and, and makes for spiritual arrogance and rebellion is part of the spirit of the world. There are people that whatever they see, they must get. Whatever they see, they must get. That was what Solomon said about himself. That he did not withhold his eyes from whatever he saw. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 10. Everything this man saw, he wanted to get it. He said, and whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labors. And guess what? He got 1,000 women. Because he could not stop whatever his eyes saw. The spirit of the world. Where you might say, hey, yeah, look at Solomon. But you, whatever they gave you, they gave you credit card, you collect it again. They say you buy one, get one free, you collect it. You, the things you don't need. Spirit of the world. Spirit of the world. Spirit of the world. He said, whatever my eyes saw, I took it. And this is one of the forces at work. Beware of the spirit of the world. The enemy will not grant your destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning from verse 1, he said, He has quickened us who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2, he said, Wherein in time past we walk according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. Paul is saying here that these are the things we have been delivered from. He said, among whom also we had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh. So talking about those things of the world, where the children of disobedience are found today, he said, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So anything that makes you want to fulfill the desire of your flesh is an oppression of the spirit of the world at work. Beware. If you have anybody beside you, say to them, beware, 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 beware. Beware of the spirit of the world. In order to walk in total victory over sin, beware. Of the spirit of the world. James chapter 4 and verse 4. He said, Know ye not that when you are friendship with the world makes you an enemy with God. And he says, For whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. If you choose to love this world and the things in this transient ephemeral world, he said, You become an enemy of God. Oh yes, am I saying is it bad to have material things? No, but 
The love of money, that's what the Bible says. He said is the root of all evil. The love of money. The love of money. When it now becomes your craving, you begin to sleep and dream about that latest shoe and how you must do everything to get it. There's a problem. The spirit of the world is already at work. God says to us, beware of the spirit of the world. Is what grants the destinies of men. I pray for you. Whatever trap that the enemy may have set for anyone, you have escaped in the name of Jesus. And that takes us to number two. How to walk in total victory over sin. Beware of the end time satanic traps. Beware of the end time satanic trap. The enemy is laying traps. You know what a trap is? Yes, that which is put on the ground to catch his victim. The enemy is laying down end time satanic traps. Particularly for children of God. We saw two scriptures we look at very quickly. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2. 1 Timothy chapter 4. He said, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the later time some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirit. That is part of the end time trap of the enemy. Seducing spirit. And doctrines of devils. All manner of doctrine is all over the world today. Oh, is, is this titan? Is he a thing of the New Testament or the Old Testament? And all manner of doctrines over the subject of grace. Whether once you give your life to Christ, no matter what else you do after that, you are saved, you are saved. No matter even if you kill somebody, it doesn't, it's a lie of the devil. Don't fall for the trap of the enemy. Verse 2. And he told us there, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sneered, seared with hot higher. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. There are people who can tell lies without blinking their eyes. They, they have mastered the act of lying. These are traces of the end time satanic trap that the enemy is throwing to the world. He said, yeah, it's not lie, I just use wisdom for him. That is a devilish wisdom. A devilish wisdom. Is the wisdom of the devil. The, because the Bible told us that the wisdom that is from above is first pure. So anything that you do that is against the word, the word of God, is not of God. So God is saying, beware. The enemy is throwing traps for his victims. He will not catch you in the name of Jesus. Second Timothy chapter 3. Also, if you read from verse 1, 2 Timothy chapter 3, he said that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And what will be the, how do we know that these perilous times are here? From verse 2, he told us the things that will happen. He said, for men will be lovers of their own self. They will be covetous. They will be boasters. They will be blasphemers. They will be proud. They will be disobedient to parents, unthankful. What have you done that somebody else has not done? Unholy. You know, we hear now that, uh, you know, they don't call things a uh, lie again. They call it alternative facts. He said, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those things that are good. 
So that the things in the past that people will do and everybody say, no, this is wrong. Somebody say, no, 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 no. It's just an alternative fact. It's just another way, just a perspective. Look at it differently. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That is very eminent in our days. But I pray no matter the trap of the enemy, you have escaped in the name of Jesus. Number three, how do we walk in total victory? You must propose in your heart like Daniel not to defile yourself. You must propose in your heart like Daniel not to defile yourself. Whether you like it or not, the temptation for defilement will always come. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he was tempted in every point possible for somebody to be tempted, yet without sin. So giving us a pattern that even though you are faced with temptation, you can overcome temptation. Say with me, I receive grace to overcome every form of temptation in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, but it begins with a purposeful determination not to defile yourself. We saw in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8, Daniel proposed in his heart not to defile himself. No, I refuse to defile myself. With a portion of the king's rich food, everybody was eating it, but he said, no, I won't, I won't defile myself. We saw how God honored him in return. Daniel chapter 6, and if you read from verse 4 and 5, Daniel emerged one of the preferred presidents in the land. And they were looking for occasion to cast him down. But they couldn't find any error or fault in him. He was, he was, he was unique. An excellent, verse 3, an excellent spirit was in him. He, he was distinguished above every other person because he chose to honor God. Will people at your workplace be able to say you are different from them? Or they are surprised when you say you are Christian. They say, hey, so you are a Christian. We didn't know we were drinking together. We were backbiting together. We were doing all manner of evil together. As a child of God, our light must so shine before men that they will see our good work and glorify our Father in heaven. You want to live a life of total victory. That is the key. And let me say this. It is not just a determination of just willpower. No. It is that which is helped and enhanced by the spirit of God. So you start with that determination. But then the spirit of God will help you to carry it through. The spirit of God will help to carry you through. Remember Peter. He said no. I will not deny you. Now he said before, this is not something you can do in the energy of the flesh. He said by flesh shall no man prevail. He said before the call crows in the morning, you have denied me three times. So he shows us that you cannot do it in the energy of the flesh. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. Receive that help of the Spirit tonight in the name of Jesus. Number four, very quickly. For you to walk in total victory over sin, engage the power of faith. For your desired victory. Engage what? The power of faith for your desired victory. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God does what? Overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 
You need the power of faith for you to be able to overcome everything that the enemy is throwing on your path. You need the power of faith. You know, he says it already that without faith, you cannot please God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. You can't please him without faith. So to live a godly life, you need faith at work. Faith must be at work. The power of faith is what is required to gain victory over sin. Remember also, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, you know, forces of wickedness. But in verse 16, told us, among all the other weapons, he says, above all. Say with me, above all. Say with me, above all. Above every other weapon that you take, make sure you take the shield of faith, where which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So you need the power of faith for you to overcome the forces of ungodliness. You need the power of faith. And to enjoy this victory, you need the power of faith. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. He says, sin shall no more have dominion over you. Say with me, I have dominion over sin and everything that defies. Don't, give, don't keep giving excuse to sin. He said, you know, everybody, everybody is facing their own, you know. This is just my cross. No! You have dominion. That's what the Bible says. You have dominion. Don't give excuse. You have dominion over it. And lastly tonight, engage the power of a vow like Job. Engage the power of a vow. At times, there are certain situations where you need to put yourself under a hold, under a vow. That was what Job did. That's why he emerged one of the greatest. Job said to himself in Job chapter 31 and from verse 1, he said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. He said, why then should I think upon a maid? I have made a covenant. I will not defy myself with another woman. And the wife also testified, Job chapter 2 and verse 9. Are you still holding on to your integrity? I know you are a man of integrity. Can I say this to you? Every married person here, if your wife can testify that you are a person of integrity, you are really a person of integrity. The wife of Job said, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. There are many who have integrity outside but have no integrity at home. When they are talking outside, their wife is winking. Say, ah, I wish you can be practicing this at home. Integrity. But that was not Job. Job made a vow. Job made a vow and said, no, I will not defy myself. It must get to that point where you put yourself under a oath. I remember God's servant, a presiding bishop saying, when himself... And her mother in the faith, they were caught in. He said, if I touch you to sleep with you before we get married, let me be struck with leprosy. And he didn't say it in secret. He told her, so that even if the temptation came, do you want to marry a leper? He said, no, okay. We have to stay clean. It must get to that point. That's why Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 4, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 4, told us there that you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. The way you are holding sin with levity, it will mess you up. 
You must resist until the point of blood in your strife against sin. To get victory over sin, you must engage the power of a vow. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 16 tells us that the oath is what puts an end to all strife. He said, for verily swear by the greater. Men verily swear by the greater. But an oath for confirmation is to them an end to all strife. So once a vow is made between you and God, it puts an end to whatever temptation may want to come. Because you remember that oath. You remember that vow. And you resist sin. I pray for you, grace, to live a life that is free from sin and every form of iniquity. Receive it afresh in the name of Jesus. But remember, God's last card is the blood. The blood is God's last card. So how do we enjoy total victory over sin and whatever it is that defies? Total victory in life. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. In Israel, Exodus chapter 12, we saw how the blood was, the, he said, I will bring one more plague and then he will let you go. When the blood is introduced, the devil has no answer. You desire victory. One of the script, one of the books of the month is the blood triumph. It will give you understanding of the power of the blood. The blood has three different applications. You can plead the blood. That is speaking of the blood. You can sprinkle the blood. We do blood of sprinkling from time to time. You can sprinkle the blood. And then you can drink the blood. Which is what we are going to be doing tonight. Say, Pastor, are we drinking? Yes, we have been drinking the blood every Wednesday. We are going to be drinking. And what the blood does is to give you total victory over every situation of concern. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 11 and 12. He says, as for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth your prisoners out of the pit where there is no water. He said, turn to your stronghold, ye prisoners of old. Even today, do I declare, I will render double unto you. Rise up on your feet with me. Lift up your voice to heaven and begin to decree that, Father, thank you for total victory. By the communion tonight, thank you for granting me total victory over everything that divides so that I can live a life that is pleasing to you. Lift up your voice to heaven and begin to decree and declare, thank you because I have total victory over everything that defies in the name of Jesus. Sin shall no more have dominion over me. Thank you for total victory. 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 Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. All eyes closed and all eyes bowed. You are under the sound of my voice tonight. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The first step for you to live a life of dominion over sin and everything that defies is to give your life to Jesus. Or maybe you have been saved before, but you want to get rededicated to Christ. You can do that tonight. But if you say, Pastor, I'm not sure whether I'm saved, then you can be sure tonight. If you're in any of those two categories, lift up your right hand to heaven wherever you are and say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the privilege you have given to me 
to give my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but you came to die for me. Father, forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I believe I am saved. I am born again. I'm a child of God. Thank you for saving me. Amen. I pray that the mighty hand of God will rest upon you. From this moment, everything about your life takes a new turn. In Jesus' precious name. We'd like to hear from Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take steps towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is love.